super kind of super whatever the infernal thing is. This is the Awesome Podcast, where each week we discuss, you guessed it, Disney. Things you know, things you don't know, and things you didn't know you needed to know. Well, as Walt would say, the way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I can do this. Okay. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, mantengase alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard, Disney fam. Hello out there, everybody in Disney fam land. My name is Chris. <laughs> and I'm Kelly. Try not to be too loud. <laughs> <laughs> you don't appreciate feedback. You do not appreciate feedback. <laughs> so tonight, I am wearing my, hey Kelly, you're wearing your... Your phantasmic ears, the yes. ones with the little phantasmic hat between your, the ears. These are the ones where we're walking through the park. You just cannot stop taking pictures of the back of my right head. From the back of your head, yes. Love I, these ears. I love them. They are comfy. They're very comfy. They're lightweight. Are so, they are they topic adjacent? You know, I get, maybe slightly. They're mildly topic adjacent. <laughs> or not at all. Very you know, just very it depends on your own perspective. Distantly adjacent. <laughs> Would you like to know where we had downloads from this hey, week? Hey, did we have any downloads this week? We had a few. Um, <laughs> so, uh, first place I saw that I just love is the surf capital of the U.S. Not to be confused with Surf City, USA, which is Huntington Beach, California. We love Huntington Beach, California. Been there, done that. But this is the heart of the Space Coast, Cocoa Beach, Florida. Is that really the surf capital of the U.S.? That's what they like to say. A1A, Beachfront Avenue. Gosh. Yes, just just <laughs> just south of, of uh, Port Canaveral there. Been there, done that. Right. Just south of NASA. Okay, awesome. Cocoa Beach. We loved Cocoa Beach. Cocoa Beach. Uh, Wixom, Michigan, which I think should be a town in England. Wixom. How you spell that? W-I-X-O-M. Huh. Michigan. Okay. So the suburb west of Detroit, where you were for I was in Detroit, week. yes. Yeah. Uh, Conway, New Hampshire. Conway. I love this town. Gosh, Conway is most definitely in South Carolina. I was going to say Conway and then let you guess South Carolina and then say, oh, no, the one in New Hampshire. Okay. Here's what's fun about Conway, New Hampshire. It is the home to Echo Lake State Park, not to be confused with Echo Lake in Hollywood Studios. Okay, but that's cute. It is cute. I liked it. This is a town that clearly loves to plagiarize. (laughs) You are so... (laughs) <laughs> on the like false advertising and plagiarizing <laughs> kick lately. <laughs> I'm going to guess Echo Lake State Park was there before Hollywood Studios. Whatever. At Hollywood Studios, <laughs> Echo Lake has a dinosaur, but you know, if dirty. you think their park was there first. <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. Um, and then here we go. Ixtapalapa, Mexico. I think you killed that. I think I did, too. (laughs) I I think I nailed it. You said Ixtapalapa. 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 I-Z. Tapalapa. (laughs) (laughs) Is it Tapalapa? It is. Or Tapalapa? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. Is Talapa? Is Talapa? No, no, no. It's definitely is Talapa. Tapalapa. Is is Tapalapa? It's definitely what it is. I think you it's better a, take us to the news. It's a huge neighborhood in the heart of Mexico City. Is what it is. Okay, excellent. So we love all of these people, and we could not be more humbled at the fact that they would listen to our little podcast. Absolutely. All right, news. So Main Street. 
Uh, Disney presented guests with a survey recently. Um, one of the more ridiculous questions on the survey, which I've seen a lot of complaints about in Diz Twitter. Could you tell that there was a celebration happening for the 50th? Oh, I know. That's sad. But they felt they had to ask that question. <laughs> they feel like they have to ask it. I think maybe just dressing up the castle and, and putting the all there's the characters in iridescent. On the there's a huge 50 on the castle. There's there's food throughout the park with 50 logos. Sure. And merch. and they and they put they all they, they put the 50th. fabs. They put the fab characters in in some iridescent clothing. Could you tell there's a celebration happening? I really want to see the results of this survey. <laughs> I need to know how many people say no, or I'm assuming there's also a maybe or I'm not sure. Well, the more far reaches of Diz Twitter conspiracy theories, the, the Alex Joneses of Disney Internet. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it, this survey, but some survey recently m- prompted rumors online that Disney Walt Disney World was getting ready to change its name from Walt Disney oh gosh, World to Disney that. World. Scott Gustin, Scott Gustin tried to put like, an end please. to it. Yeah, but Come on. I mean, it's just, not a thing. It's, it's almost not worth doing surveys. I know. Don't be stupid, people. Um, Disney uh, released a six-part series on how to use Genie, Genie Plus, and Lightning Lane. A six-part series? A six-part wow. video series on how to use... Disney, Genie, Genie Plus, and Lightning Lane. And you know, honey, you look at the service you provided I know. months ago. I know. Well, I think they've actually made some changes. Significantly less than a six part series. Yes, yes. I think they've made some changes since okay. since we did that podcast, but I still think that podcast is probably very helpful. I think it's on point and definitely shorter than a six part series. Yeah. Yeah, wow. for sure it was. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that should say something to the folks at Disney about Genie. Genie Plus, that even they think they need a six-part series. Mm. Um, Speaking of Genie and Genie Plus and Lightning Lane, though, earlier this year, they actually added Space Mountain, Frozen Ever After, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, Mickey and Minnie's Railway, and Everest to Genie Plus, meaning you did not have to buy a separate Lightning Lane pass for those. right. Um, I think for the summertime, they expected a lot more, tra- you know, mm-hmm. foot traffic in the park just to keep mm-hmm. people spread out a little bit. Yep. Um, they knew that Cosmic Rewind was coming to Epcot. That was going to need an individual lightning lane. So what they just announced, though, was, and that was supposed to end today, uh, August the 7th. Okay. Um, but they announced this week that they are going to extend that beyond today. So those rides will stay as part of the basic Genie Plus package. You okay, do not good. have to buy an extra Lightning Lane for those for the foreseeable future. Great. Which is great. Yes. Um, so uh, Run Run Disney is having their is having a wine and dine half marathon weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, November the 6th and 7th, I think. Yeah, I think it's always early November. Yeah, uh, th- November 3rd through 6th, for sure. Uh, this year, four-time Olympic champion Sonia Richards-Ross will be participating in that event. Um, Gosh, she's, that would be so demoralizing. <laughs> especially since she's running the 5K. Uh-uh. Oh, that's so demoralizing. <laughs> just don't let her start at the back. Let her start at the front, and she'll and just— we never see we her. Never What's see the point of having her there? She just won't run past all of us. <laughs> Well, she'll be she'll be available for other events that are happening around that weekend where she, you know, meet and greet and and 
touts the wonder that is run Disney, I'm sure. Okay. She won four gold medals in the 400-meter and 4x400-meter relay at three Olympic Games from 2004 to 2012. Wow. So People who can run just amaze me. They amaze me. (laughs) Amaze me. Just I'm baffled by people. I mean, this, who can like really run the sprint from B three to F twenty five in O'Hare this weekend was enough to just make me realize. <laughs> I mean, God doesn't build some you of us. Thought as thought your lungs were were you thought you were spitting up blood by I the did. time you got- <laughs> I really I legit did. I tasted blood in my mouth and I thought, oh my gosh, I think I'm spitting up blood. <laughs> the sprint to B from B three to F twenty five in O'Hare. A very humbling experience. Oh, yeah. But you did great, and you caught your flight. I did catch the flight. So you you made it across the finish line. Way to go. <laughs> uh, Hoop-de-doo music review is opening up additional seating. Oh, okay. What they call Category 3 seating, which I guess they have not been selling to keep space. But we're filling it up now. All right, letting the poor people in. <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Category three. Category three of the cheap seats. <laughs> yes, that's true. Um, Disneyland uh, has announced that their holiday season will return this year, and it will start on November the 11th. Okay. Uh, with all these 100-degree days, I'm actually very happy for some holiday talk. I am, too. Why can't we start it on November 1st? I don't I, I mean, right after Halloween, I say you dive right in. Dive right in. Go for it. Dive in. Because <laughs> they're just going to wait another 10 days. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Why wait the 10 days? Just start it on the first. Sure. I mean, okay. just like, you know, Halloween, Christmas, whenever it is you're there, and they turn it all over, turn the whole park over in one night yeah. to switch from one holiday to the next. Sure. Just do that. Do that. Do that. Staff up. Just do that. Just do that. Staff up. Sorry. Make it happen. Turn the park. So today is Sunday, August the 7th. That's right. right? I'm That's not, correct. I'm yes. not totally drunk. No. Nope. Tomorrow. I'm assuming you're sober. Is that tea in the cup or? So far as you know. <laughs> tomorrow, August the 8th. Uh-huh. Matterhorn bobsleds is closing. For good. Just for refurb. Oh, gosh. I know. They would have to refurb <laughs> I really the thing to- from head to I- toe. I have a note here that says there's no word on whether or not that <laughs> refurb includes tearing the whole thing down and replacing it with something that won't put you in traction. <laughs> I am amazed at how much I wanted something for so long in my life only to have it, it be the worst thing I've ever ridden at Disney. I saw people getting in and out of those little torpedo cars. Well, you I barely thought, saw them getting out. I'll tell you that. And I thought that does not look fun. Oh, while we were in line. Yes. <laughs> I thought those cars are really tight and tiny. Gosh, man. But I did not know that the track was going to jerk us from side to side and give us Mm-mm. whiplash. No. Or and break break joints and I just thought we would be, you know, in a confined space. A violent chiropractor on rails. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it so much. <laughs> oh, God. So sorry, Matterhorn. Bye bye. <laughs> Disney Plus has moved the She Hulk launch back one day to August the 18th and will re- release new episodes on Thursdays instead of Wednesdays. 
you think they're worried about competing with only murders in the building? I think that they are spreading it out so that whenever the following month, when they release the new Star Wars series and or on Wednesdays, they will now own Wednesday nights and Thursday nights. Okay. <laughs> Someone said, it's like Disney suddenly discovered network broadcasting schedules from the 80s. It's like they've reinvented must-see TV. Yeah. Um, And uh, lastly here, um, Pat Carroll, who voiced Ursula in The Little Mermaid, passed away this week at the age of 95. I know. Legit iconic Did you message uh, Caroline and Connor? No, I think maybe I saw it from them. Okay. Yes, I saw that. Them of the Poor Unfortunate podcasts, which is one of our faves. I know. And I thought, oh my gosh, I need to message them. And I was in Detroit and forgot. Yeah, um, uh, she is credited with appearances on screen, get this, dating back to 1948. Wow. I mean, there's... So what else was she? Well, hardly a television series ever happened that she didn't have uh, at least one episode as a guest star. Right? Like, like, you remember Trapper John, M.D.? In the 80s. Do not. Gosh, it was like, he was in the Quincy vein, you know? You remember Quincy? Yeah. So she had an episode. She was a guest star in an episode of Trapper John, MD. I mean, going sitcoms back for decades, she had at least one or two or however many episodes. Is Ursula her most well-known role? Uh, It looked like for sure Ursula, because then every time they needed Ursula's voice for just about anything, whether it was subsequent Little Mermaid movies or she had, you know, Little Mermaid and everything. Yep. In the parks and Little Mermaid television series or whatever. She voiced Ursula. Yeah. So, I mean, I will just say I saw a picture of her and it's a big voice for that woman. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yes. And she, she did lots of other animated voiceovers, too. It wasn't just Ursula, but definitely Ursula's the most iconic. I would love to hear, like, her regular voice. Yeah, like, well, what is we her, probably what is could. her normal voice sound like? We could probably find that, yeah. Like, assuming it's not, doesn't sound but like the Ursula. The one picture I've seen of her where she's standing in front of the Ursula statue at one of the resorts mm-hmm. with just the, this big beaming laugh. You can tell she's in, in mid-laugh was just great. I love That's it. awesome. So... I've got Tomorrowland. You've got Tomorrowland. I'm ready. So we have talked before about my love for Cirque du Soleil. Yes. And we have an episode that explains the Cirque du Soleil Drawn to Life show. Right. So we've got an episode out there. If you want to hear about the show, it's there. It's amazing. I love all things Cirque du Soleil. It's one of my life goals to see all of the Cirque du Soleil shows, especially the ones that are international. So, uh, and I've seen some, I think I've seen five or six and I've seen some um, more than one time. Sure. So in any case, have not seen Drawn to Life yet, but what we're going to be talking about tonight is this new prefix menu that was just launched in Disney Springs to go along with Drawn to Life. Okay. So 13 restaurants in Disney Springs are now offering a prefix menu specifically for Drawn to Life. And so this is going to include your appetizer, entree, and dessert. So 10 of those restaurants are at $45 a person and three are at 65 a person. So I'm going to tell you all of the restaurants, but then I'm just going to focus on some of the details to give you an idea as to what you're getting for $45 and what you're getting for $65. So $45 for just about anything at at Disney Springs is 
pretty good. Yes. So at the ten forty five dollar restaurants, you've got City Works Eatery and Poorhouse, which we have not been to. Enzo's Hideaway, haven't been there. Um, House of Blues Restaurant and Bar. And I'll just say, essentially, House of Blues Restaurant and Bar, you can get almost anything off the menu. Like their prefix menu is Just order what you want. It's massive, yes. Haleo by Jose Andres. Maria and Enzo's. Uh, Paradiso 37, Taste of America's. We haven't been there. Planet Hollywood. Again, that's a very affordable restaurant. A lot of stuff on that menu. Uh, Raglan Road. Okay. Which you'll never Splitsville go to. Luxury Lanes, which oh. I find interesting because, like, you don't normally think about going there to eat sure. without bowling. But so here you would be going there to eat and then, and going, then going to Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, so sure. interesting. And Terralina Crafted Italian. Okay. Okay. So those are your, those are your 10 $45 restaurants. Wow, good, good variety there, right? Um, three that are $65 are the Edison. Oh, yeah. Paddlefish. Okay. Have them in there. And Wolfgang Puck Bar okay. and Grill. Okay. So here's the interesting thing. When you, to order, uh, you need to, when you arrive at the restaurant, like tell them this is what you're doing when you make a reservation. Okay. When you arrive at the restaurant, tell them that you are ordering from the animated evening menu. Oh, okay. So you need to tell them that when you arrive, so they give you that menu instead of the regular menu. Then you have to order from that menu, right? This is, you know, a situation where it's like you can't just pick whatever you want. You've got to order from this menu. Right. Um, so you've got to book the prefix. you got to tell them you're ordering from it, and then you have to actually order from it. Okay. Okay. And then that's how you get it. Gratuity is not included, but a lot of them do include a non-alcoholic beverage or a mocktail. Okay. Um, and um, along with the meal. Okay. Okay. So I wanted to just highlight a few that I thought were really cool. Um, and the first one was that City Works. Okay. We haven't been there. No, this is City Works Eatery and Poor House. Okay, on their menu, they have six appetizers, six entrees, and two desserts. This is on the, the fixed price menu. And this is, yes. So those, those are your options. Okay, great. And this is a $45 menu. Right. Okay. So on your appetizers, you've got your basic house and Caesar salad, right? Nothing super special about that. But then they also have pretzel bites, popcorn chicken, which you can get Nashville hot or Southern fried, buffalo chicken dip, And then the one that I'm most excited about is the Kung Pao cauliflower. This is roasted cauliflower with sweet peppers, green onions, garlic, ginger, arbol chilies, fried peanuts, chili oil, and a sweet and spicy tamari. Oh, this is like a, yeah, and and all, you like all things cauliflower. I love cauliflower. I just think cauliflower is so just underused. I love cauliflower. hard to say that. Okay, they're entrees. Fish and chips, mm-hmm. smoked barbecue ribs. Yes, I'll have it. Salmon. Okay. This is what you're going to get, though, honey. Okay. The filet sliders. Yep. This you're is right. two grilled filet medallions, caramelized onions, horseradish cream on a pretzel roll. Yep, you're going to get it without right. the that's, onions. That's what I'm going to get. Yeah. But right. that's what you're going to get. Yeah. Then they have the Tex-Mex mac and cheese, which is spicy chorizo, piquillo peppers, pepper jack cheese sauce, Crispy tortilla strips, cilantro, and cavatappi pasta. Wow. Yeah. Um, and they also have ahi tuna tacos. 
I like right? that too. I mean, that's a really Everything good. On, I would have a hard time deciding what to get actually. Yes, that's a really good, those are really good options. And For 45 We've bucks. never been to City Works, but that's, those sound phenomenal. Um, their desserts are either a key lime pie or a brownie sundae. The brownie sundae is a chocolate brownie with vanilla bean ice cream, chocolate, caramel, whipped cream, and a maraschino cherry. Yeah, just straightforward. Right? Not trying to do too much with no, that. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, all of those options are solid. Real solid. Straightforward yeah. options. You said I would have a hard time choosing. Yep, for sure. Okay, so that's your um, $45 at CityWorks. Uh, now let's go to the Edison. Now, you and I have been to the Edison. Loved it. We love it so much. The Edison has three appetizers, three entrees, and three desserts. This is a $65. This is the $65 option. Um, And so I have compiled what I believe to be Chris's perfect meal. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to tell you the options, and then I'm going to tell you what you're getting. Okay. This is your perfect meal, honey. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So the first one is going to be your clothesline candied bacon. Maple, black pepper, fruit mustarda, sweet and spicy pickle. Yep, and I've had that, and you're right. I've You've had, had that. Again. That's that's your perfect meal. But they also offer fried calamari and a creamy spinach cheese dip. Oh gosh, I like those too. Though I know, I know. Okay, for the entro in Chris's perfect meal, he will be having the Edison burger. This is your signature beef blend of sirloin, short rib, and brisket, topped with white cheddar, crispy onions, mm. smoked bacon house-made pickles, lettuce, tomato, special sauce, and hand-cut fries. Mm, mm, yes. Do you know how hard it is for me not to say special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions, and sesame, sesame seed bun? bun. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say, I think they should call it something other than special sauce. <laughs> so the other two options that they have are the Barolo short rib. This is a Barolo red Gosh. wine mushroom gravy, mashed potatoes, and glazed rainbow carrots, and a grilled salmon. Wow. Okay, so Chris's perfect meal, candied bacon, and Edison burger. And then for dessert, Chris is going to have the Dolce de Leche cheesecake. Yep, you're right. Man, it's like you know me so I know. They also have a triple chocolate voltage cake. And then something just called a shortbread. And I'm like, it, oh. it doesn't even have a description. Why would you get that? Yeah, that seems very plain. I don't know why you would get that. Out of the ordinary. Yeah. Okay, so that's your perfect meal. I think you would be solid on the Edison there. This one is unique, Haleo by Jose Andres. So Haleo is a $45 option. He does a tapas menu. Yeah. So you pick your first tapa, your second tapa, your third tapa, your fourth tapa, and a dessert. Oh my, for 45 bucks? Right. So you pick four tapas and a dessert. That's awesome. Isn't that great? So your first tapa, you can have gazpacho, which is a shot shot of gazpacho uh, so that's gonna be your chilled spinach geez. soup um and then they have what they call acete tuna moderna which is liquid olive what i know i need that i think you do i think i need that i love a good olive they also have cono de queso de cabra con membrillo y nueces you do a really good job with that. And that's going to be a, a marmalade with goat cheese and a walnut dust cone. <laughs> I know. I love it when, when you see stuff like that because you have no idea really what you're getting. Yeah, Andres is a magician. I know. For the second tapa, I'm going to have the, the pan con tomate y queso manchego. 
Uh, so that's toasted slices of bread brushed with fresh tomato served with manchego cheese. Beautiful. Also has a traditional uh, bean salad, a um, asada con queso with pine nuts and blue cheese. Oh, my gosh. And a green salad, ensalada verde. Wow. Um, for the third tapa, he has um, espinacas a la Catalana. I think I screwed that up. I'm sorry, Jose. But that's sautéed spinach with pine nuts, raisins, and apples. Wow. And then one of his most popular dishes, patatas bravas, which is fried potatoes with a spicy tomato sauce and aioli. Also has croquetas de pollo, which is traditional chicken fritters. Sure. Oh, wow. Fourth tapa. Gosh. <laughs> Seared piquillo peppers filled with goat cheese is what I'm going to have. They also have um, shrimp sautéed with garlic. Roasted marinated chicken, uh, grilled pork sausage. Wow. And for dessert, you get a Spanish custard or a chocolate custard. Man, for 45 bucks, $45. you don't just get a dozen mm-hmm. or two dozen tapas there. You get a choice of each within each tapa. There are, yes, there are three or four choices within each tapa. Plus, you get dessert. And that was just three restaurants that we talked about out of the 13 that are available. Yes. Wow. Yes. A lot of them have fairly traditional food. Um, So I picked three that I thought were a little bit, you know, fun. That's a lot of fun. It reminds me of like the Queen's Feast restaurant week type thing back in Charlotte. Charlotte. And a lot of cities do, right? Yes. That's awesome. But I would have a hard time picking, I think, between those three restaurants. Well, okay. Yeah, I, th- I agree, because we'd want to do something we've never done before, right. which, but we love the Edison so much. I know. I think I would, I think I would lean towards Haleo. Yeah. Because we've never done Haleo, no, and, and that just sounds like a fun night. We with thought about tapas. doing it once, but the schedule didn't work out. Too. Yeah. 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 yeah I That's think, awesome. I think I'd go with Haleo. All right, so I'm going to talk about something completely unrelated to food. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so this uh, this week we got our monthly WDW magazine. We talk about it all the time, and I'm about to subscribe to their uh, DLR, Disneyland Resort Magazine, I believe, because they, they just do such a good job there. So I lean on them again this week, along with, um, oddly, DisneyDining.com and the Disney Fandom Wiki. Ooh, okay. To learn about the history of the monorail. At Disney parks, I love it when you do history of segments, yeah, yeah. honey. Good, I think- I, it's good to know there's one person that does, <laughs> other than me. <laughs> I love your little history of. So, <clears throat> it's no coincidence at all that there are trains all over, of all kinds, all over Disney parks. Uh, Disney loved trains from his early childhood days in Marceline, Missouri. They had a train stop okay. there. Okay. Uh, his uncle was a conductor, and he would wave at his uncle when he would come through town. Okay. Um, and Walt himself spent time as something I've never heard of before, but they called them news butchers. And these were the people that would sell snacks and newspapers to train passengers. Kind of like the, the okay. chocolate, the candy cart on, on the Hogwarts Express. Oh, okay. That's the way I envisioned it. In now I get it. Now I, I knew you would. <laughs> you said it and I'm like, oh, okay, that's yeah. a real thing. Yeah. It's not just on the Hogwarts Express. It's not just there, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, later, after his success in animation, he actually even built a, a scale model working train in his backyard. He oh, said wow. the hardest part of that project was convincing his wife that the flower bed had to go. <laughs> oh, wow. Seriously. Um, yep. Yeah. And one of, one of his first comments about Disneyland was that it should be like no other park ever built 
and that it should be surrounded by a train. And of course, Disneyland and Walt and and the Magic Kingdom are both, in fact, surrounded by trains. Um, But Walt had long contemplated ways of moving guests in and around his park, into and around his park, and his answer came instantaneously during a family trip to Germany. He and his wife were driving along actually a country road, and they they actually witnessed a monorail pass overhead uh, over their car, what looked like sort of a bridge from a distance. As they were passing overhead, they, the monorail passed over. Um, I've got a little note about that monorail later. Okay. What they didn't know was that road they were driving on also drove through the property of the Allweg Research Corporation. He was infatuated immediately. Immediately he knew, I've got to have this at my park Okay. at Disneyland. So in 1958, and I think this—I think the park had been open for about three years at that point. I think Disneyland opened in '55, maybe. Okay. Um, he partnered with the Allweg Research Corp and began to collaborate on a project to bring a monorail to Disneyland. Wow. Yeah. So on June 14th, 1959, so just a year later, the first Allweg monorail opened at Disneyland. Oh the wow! Mar- he didn't partner. He jumped on. <clears throat> they that. jumped right into it. Both feet. The Mark One train was initially purely a sightseeing attraction. You boarded and unboarded at Tomorrowland, mm-hmm. and it would take you around a little loop, and you'd see some things. Like the People Mover. Like the People Mover. Um, there were just two trains initially, red and blue, and they only had three cars. Okay. Right? In 1961, so a few years later, the track was extended, and a second platform was added at the Disneyland Hotel. Okay. Now the Disneyland monorail became a true guest transportation system in the Disney park, allowing guests to travel to and from Tomorrowland directly to their resort, Mm -hmm. which is, that was new and completely innovative, right? Uh, The expansion also made room for a third train. This one was a Mark II train, uh, which boasted four cars and it was yellow. Okay. In 1968, WED Enterprises, which we know today as Disney Imagineering, Mm -hmm. took over the design work and completely redesigned the monorail, introducing the new green Mark III. The Mark III boasted five cars, and it would run at Disneyland from 1969 through 1988. Okay. In 1985, WED Enterprises, Disney Imagineering, began converting the train's to the Mark V. And by the end of 1988, the Mark V had completely overtaken all the Mark Threes. Okay. Um, there were complete redesign, except for the chassis, which they recycled from the existing Mark Three trains. Okay. Want to know why they jumped from Mark Three to Mark V? Yeah, there's not a Mark IV. There is. By the time they started designing the Mark V, the Mark IV was in use at Walt Disney World. Which launched on day one uh, with their own monorail okay. system. Yes. So the Disneyland trains today, Disneyland today, uh, they are up to Mark 7. Wow. Right. It includes stops at Downtown Disney and goes through the Grand Californian Hotel and still offers fantastic views of the park. Um, it's seen numerous color schemes over the years, including during the opening of Cars Land, which the trains themselves became 
like Cars Land characters. Oh. So they 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 wrapped all the trains in a way that made them now have faces. Cute. Yes. And, and they became characters for Cars Land. That's cute. Yeah. It's really, really uh, pretty interesting to me. Um, so then switch over to Walt Disney World monorails. The Mark IV and Mark VI monorail trains are the ones that they have used at Walt Disney World. So Disneyland marks one, two, and three, then five, then seven. Okay. Um, the Mark IV was introduced on opening day at Walt Disney World in 1971. Originally, <clears throat> there were there were two tracks okay. that took guests from the Transportation and Ticket Center to the Magic Kingdom. You could either take the express track and go directly from the mm-hmm. TTC to the Magic Kingdom, yep. or you could take the track that would stop at the resorts, the Contemporary Resort or the Polynesian Resort at the time. Of course, okay. now there's also the Grand Floridian. Right. Um, there were 10 five-car trains on the Mark IV, okay. uh, all identified by color, and then later they added a sixth car to those trains. The Mark IV is also designed used for the Las Vegas monorail system that runs from the uh, MGM Grand to Bally's. Does Wed Design do that? Uh, they partnered actually with a company out of to to build the mark to build the Mark IVs. They partnered with a company out of Bethesda, Maryland. Can't remember okay. uh, who that was, but so Disney they, doesn't have anything to do with the ones in Vegas, is what I'm saying. No, 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 okay. no. Except that Vegas continues to this day to buy like used trains from Disney to from use. Disney. Yes, <laughs> yes, right. Awesome. Um, yeah. So in 1982, Walt Disney World added the track that would take you to and from Epcot. From the Transportation and Ticket Center. Okay. Um, by 1991, all of the Mark IVs were replaced at Walt Disney World with the Mark VI, um, which was considered the first Learjet-style monorail. And I don't, I didn't find any Seems explanation right. for what that meant necessarily. Learjet-style. Yep. There are 12 Mark VI trains in use at Walt Disney World, still all identified by color, by the, the color strip along the side, peach and teal were built completely from recycled parts of older trains. Oh, wow. Yep. And Peach, according to the article I read, was, is the newest of the trains. Okay. So some other cool little, well, this first one's not so cool, but oh. nevertheless, it's newsworthy. Okay. Uh, around 2 a.m. on July 5th, there was actually a crash that resulted in the death of a monorail pilot uh, at, t- at the Transportation t- t- Ticket Center early in the morning. 21-year-old Austin oh, uh, no. Lunenberg. 21 years old, a pilot for the monorail. It's weird to me. Um, But it was the first, and so far as I know, the only fatal accident in the Walt Disney World monorail 38-year history at that point. Um, The pink and purple trains were the ones involved, and they were retired immediately after. Um, And uh, at that point, you could, until then, you could actually ride in the pilot cabin. Yes, Yes, with, I remember on, that. In the front of the trains. Yes. Uh, I got to do that one time uh-huh. uh, before that, but after that they eliminated riding in the front. Yeah. Um, uh, at least two at least two decommissioned Mark IV trains have also been sent to Vegas at that, at that time. Okay. Uh, the original track that Walt and his wife originally rode in Germany was actually suspended below the rail. Oh. Right. But it made Lillian sick, his wife. <laughs> 
So when they collaborated with Allweg, they switched it so that the train would ride above the rail because she liked that better. Yeah. Um, always do what she says, folks. Absolutely. Go um, the original monorail in Germany had been in operation for more than 50 years already when they saw it. Oh, wow. Isn't that impressive? Yeah. Um, we, in America, we like to think we're like cutting edge, but we're not. <laughs> no. We're babies. We're very true. I mean, we we're don't babies. have a bullet Other train companies yet. have been around way longer than we yeah. have. It's estimated that 500 million people per year ride the Disney monorail lines, making it the second highest traffic monorail line in the world behind the Chongqing rail system in China, which moves 500,000 people per day on one line. Wow. The trains operate on a 600 volt electrical system with no carbon footprint, Aww, which is awesome. That is great. The trains at Tokyo uh, carry almost 200 more passengers than those at Walt Disney World and are fully automated, no pilot. Wow. Last thing you've got to hear. Okay. Every train is equipped with a security, a safety system that try, that attempts to prevent them from crashing into each other. It's a green, yellow, red lighting system in the pilot's cabin. Green means you're good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yellow means you've gotten a little too close and you, and, and you have control to stop. The pilot can stop it. Red, the pilot loses control altogether. The automatic braking Stop. system goes into effect. Each day, every monorail is purposely driven too close to another to test the system. Oh, Obviously, wow. with no guests on, any, any, on the tracks at yes. that point. Um, and if you reach two, if you reach three reds as a pilot in two year in a two year time span, you lose your ability to, to pilot course, the monorail as it should be. This system uh-huh. is known as the Mapo system. You know why? They uh, developed and implemented this system with the profits from the original Mary Poppins movie. So they called it the Maypo. That's fantastic. Mary just gives and gives. She keeps on giving to this very day. She just keeps on giving. Every time you hop on a monorail and it doesn't crash, just thank Mary Poppins. Thank Mary Poppins. (laughs) Thank you, Mary. (laughs) All right, folks. That's the show for this week. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, You know what to do now. Go out to wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating. Leave us a review. We will send you what we learned last week will be two stickers. (laughs) Two wonderful vinyl stickers. I'll send three. And Stop it. You're going crazy. (laughs) You're going crazy. So go out there. Leave us a review, folks. It really helps us a lot. It does. And if you're looking for more things Disney, please visit scfadp.com. That's S for Super, C for Cali, F for Fragilistic, A for Awesome, D for Disney, P for podcast you've been promising us a disney wish episode i know here. it's coming too and you and you promised that i would do an, another one on uh, on the uh, magic band plus I know. so what are you waiting on i don't know man just life you know make it happen hey follow us on all the socials at scfadp specifically twitter and insta we would love to hear from you out there that would be awesome and folks with that we hope to see, see you real soon, soon.